Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. So today is the third episode of Conversations with Guests. Um, very nice place that I can have the opportunity to meet like-minded people that can bring some wisdom to our daily lives. And the previous one was Mr. Sam Williams, but now we have the opportunity to meet Alex in more detail, or Alexander Nielsen as his full name. Exactly. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do uh, nowadays? Yeah, well, as you said, uh, my name is Alex and I live in Sweden, southern Sweden, and uh, I work with a lot of things. <laughs> uh, so uh, my schedule is always filled up with uh, things to do. Uh, so I work with uh, uh, on a chemical factory uh, full time, and then I'm doing some strength training uh, with clients uh, as a strength and conditioning coach. And... Uh, I think that's the biggest things uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I have some smaller things as well, but that's that's like the things that defines me, I think. How do you manage to fit in both uh, personal training coaching and the chemical factory? Is it like you do this more like outside of work as some kind of like weekend activity? Or how do you have you structured it, so to speak? Yeah, so... I work a shift at the, the chemical factory. So I have uh, those weeks where I, I'm not there at all. Uh, so I try to fit in as much as possible uh, on those days. And then I always have like after work as today uh, when I speak to you. So actually there's, there's heaps of times if you're not watching Netflix all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can discuss like how to do time management since you are uh, apparently quite uh, proficient in getting both of them to work. So uh, I guess uh, if we could talk a little bit about your strength coaching nowadays. So what does it consist of really? Is it like one-to-one -one personal training with clients or is it more of a group setting or how does it look? Uh, so... Uh... I work with uh, some other trainers uh, at uh, athletic sports school, and we we work mostly with uh, athletes. So everyone from like elite level down to like yeah high school students that want to be elite, and uh, so that's the main uh, main. Uh, client group if i said so and um, then we work one-on-one -on -one with those uh, athletes and we focus mostly on strength because i think that's the thing that we are experts in so mostly like strength training and to me that involves everything from like really heavy strength training you can say powerlifting like bench press and uh, orbell uh, deadlift etc <laughs> exactly exactly and uh, it's uh, all the all the way down to like sprinting i call that strength as well oh, so okay. it's it's a pretty wide uh, concept but yeah that's 
the things that we are experts in. So, so I yeah. can imagine that you're a part of some kind of a larger organization that many, or what could you say, athletes do it as some kind of spare time, but also full time, as I can assume that the elite eat one does, and you get the opportunity to basically contribute in a larger setting. Is that the case? Um, yeah, if I get you right, you mean like, uh, we, for example, we have, there's some uh, div- Division uh, 1 uh, soccer yeah. players uh, oh, yeah. that we... Yeah. Uh, that we train and so they have they have their main training with a team and with with their own strength and conditioning coach and then they can come to us and get like a more holistic training if i say so and uh, maybe a a more long-term thinking because because if they train with us we can uh i my colleague uh, trained uh, a soccer player uh, here in Helsingborg and uh, he's, he's been moving around. Like I think he's in uh, North America somewhere in a, a club there now. And he's okay. been in uh, Munich and he's always been training with my colleague. So that's, uh, if, if they stick with her, uh, they can get like, a long-term plan for everything. But when they come to a new club, they always get like new directions and uh, things. So I think that's a big thing for us. Okay, cool. So it's nice to have some kind of familiarity during the process, which is more of a more, what could you say, personal development, both uh, from... uh, strength side of course but also from like identity aspects who you really are and how to basically shape your life in a very good way so what what would you say is the most fulfilling aspect is it to see people grow or is it to kind of have some kind of expertise where, okay i can assess the situation right now and like evaluate the progress later on what what inspires you basically in that i think it's just to be with uh, there in the environment with all those people that want to be best and uh, yeah i think i think that's that's a motivating uh, if i just uh, go down to the, our facility and uh, sit there it's so motivating and i can go home and uh, work with my <laughs> in front of my computer for uh, yeah a long time with uh, that motivation and i think that works with and not only with the uh, athletes but uh, for example we uh, i work with uh, my colleague that uh, i mentioned before she's a lot down in uh, malmo in southern sweden and uh, doing uh, uh, some sales training with uh, sales people and those want to be the best in the world as well. And so I think it's exactly the same thing because if I go down there with her, I surround myself with people that want to be best and that's so motivating. And uh, yeah, I think that's the most fulfilling part with uh, strength training uh, as well. Yeah, and it's uh, nice to kind of, you can pretty much feel the atmosphere like this, 
endless drive of I want to become the best. I want to reach a certain milestone and stuff like that. Now they are strategizing both in terms of nutrients and uh, yeah. different kinds of diet and stuff like that. So I guess yeah, it exactly. comes start down to the whole package and how to basically optimize every single minute. Yeah, we we are just working with the like the training part, but uh, for example, my friend that's uh, also uh, she's training uh, in the the same place as uh, we are uh, and she's she's uh, going for the olympics wow. and uh, she's always talking about uh, everything yeah. like uh, sleep and uh, uh, everything so that's that's so motivating as well does she use a fit, uh, fitness tracker like is it common where you are that people are what you say having this kind of accountability from a digital standpoint too I don't know, actually. Uh, I don't think it's common, but may- yeah, some maybe some have have it, but yeah. I don't think it's uh, common. So, uh, well, it's interesting, but I want to digress a little bit to your background. So you mentioned yeah. that you were from Helsingborg, at least had some connection to the city. So could you walk us through a little bit how it went after uh, what, what we in Sweden call studenten, which is uh, yeah. high school graduation? What was the path that led you to where you are today? Yeah. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, so... Uh, when I graduated high school, uh, I uh, I wanted to go to Australia and study uh, fitness down there. Mm. So first I just worked a year, actually on the same uh, chemical factory as I am now, and just to get some money. And then I actually moved down there uh, and studied. And as I told you uh, before we started this, that my... My uh, speaking English has always been very bad. So that were like, yeah, the biggest thing in my life so far when I moved the, down there without yeah, knowing English that good. And so that taught me a lot. So I stayed there for two years and uh, it's, it's one of the best uh, fitness educations in the world. Uh, so uh, I got uh, I became a personal trainer and a strength coach as I work as now, um, and I learned a lot of English as well. Uh, so then I moved back, and uh, I started to work as a strength coach, and I've been doing that part time uh, ever since, and that's uh, like. Yeah, it's almost 10 years now. Okay. So and yeah. Cool. And in uh, uh, 2017, I decided to uh, get a real uh, uh, education, if I say so. So I started at uh, a university here in Sweden and studied uh, exercise biomedicine. So that's like the thing I studied down in Australia, but more theoretically. So, uh, and I'm actually still doing that. I will, I th- hopefully I will be done with it uh, this summer. Uh, okay. So now you're telling me that you're 
both one or actually three things one doing the strength training two doing the chemical factory and doing the studies that's uh, that's yeah what I like but, to hear. but i have <laughs> i have to say that the, the studies are uh, i'm not put it in that much time in it i it's a three-year uh, education and i've done it in five years so far so uh, it's a slow pace yeah but still it's like uh, you got you got progress on uh, either uh, dimension so to speak so that's yeah. cool yeah so i want to uh, touch upon australia a little bit because yeah uh, last time i was there it was uh, back in 2018 and it is such an amazing place when i was yeah, in uh, melbourne quite a lot but also a little bit in sydney so could you tell me a little bit on uh, where you were and uh, how you found Australia to be helpful with all the mates, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, what your recommendations are when we can actually travel again. Yeah, so I lived uh, on uh, Sunshine Coast, and uh, that's about uh, maybe, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit uh, north, north of uh, Brisbane. Oh, so okay. it's uh, on the... Uh, east coast there and i reckon that's the best place to uh, uh, be if you if you're going to australia so the whole east coast there is amazing and yeah so i lived there for two years and i were traveling uh, yeah I, I think i were like everywhere where you want to be as a tourist as well and uh, yeah i have to say that uh, yeah, you said you were in Melbourne, right? Yeah, did, I was there you... for like uh, two weeks. Um, yeah, did you go to think... Great Ocean Road there? Well, I don't remember. I don't think so, ah. actually. I was mostly in the CBD area and just roaming around. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, but that's, I would say that the Great Ocean Road, that's a, that's a road between uh, Adelaide. I think it's all the way up to Adelaide and uh, Melbourne. Oh, okay. I don't think I was uh, So that's, uh, that's amazing. So that's one place I would uh, uh, definitely go to if I'm going to Australia again. And then the Ella um, uh, Beach and um, uh, with Sundays, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Great Ocean. No. Uh, yeah, the reef out there. Ah, and, the uh, Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, those two are the two things I would recommend for sure if okay. I'm going to Australia. And I could, I, I, I can, uh, I can understand that it's quite hot in Brisbane too. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so how how did you like find the opportunities to because. I guess that you had some context there and you basically moved into some kind of training environment, so to speak. But was it easy to get uh, like housing and all things uh, related to like basically having uh, the optimum cost of living, so to speak? Well, actually, uh, there is a company in Sweden that helps uh, students to uh, go to Australia. Oh, okay. and, uh, cool. Yes. Um, International Business School. Oh, okay. So they actually helped me with everything. So, uh, yeah, where I should live, then they helped with uh, transfer from uh, the flight to uh, to my apartment the first time. And 
they helped with with the school and they helped me me with everything so that that was really helpful uh yeah in the in the start because yeah you know you you don't know anything <laughs> from the yeah. beginning so that that's that was amazing so uh, I recently been through this kind of transition phase when I went to Poland now after yeah. being in Sweden. It's like, um, of course, you have a more of what you say, similar language when you're Australia, but it's still some kind of like, you don't know where you're going, you know where um, basically what you're going to do all, all day yeah. long, so to speak, and how to navigate. So, so you just uh, you just moved there, right? I've been here for uh, quite a month uh, now. So it has been settled down and I will explore a little bit more in terms of uh, yeah both day life and uh, nightlife been to a couple of meetups already so mm. uh, trying to get a hold of the local communities there so to speak yeah so do, um yes sir do you live in a bigger city or so uh, you can say like um there is three cities in uh, one particular spot or at least very close to each other there is yep. gdansk and there is uh, gdynia at more northern and in the middle, there is Sopot. I'm living in Gdynia at the moment, as of uh, this recording. And uh, I find that it was... Uh, so far, I mean, it's winter, so I haven't really felt it in true blossom compared to Australia when it's summer right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm more of a beach person, but uh, it's, it's pretty nice, though. I mean, I live very close to the city beach. And yeah. uh, I go there twice a day in order to basically get some stimulus, both from nature and... Uh, having some reflections on what to basically proceed next in my own venture and stuff like that. So, so far it's been a good experience. Of course, I have to learn a little bit more of the Polish side as well. So <laughs> I guess that's something I need to work on as well. Yeah. So, Do they speak uh, good English or? Um, if I have to be truly honest, uh, I have had so many instances in which uh, the English wasn't really that uh, great between us in terms of the communication of course some has uh, been uh, quite uh, understandable mostly from the more younger mm. side so it's yeah that, that must be so hard to because since yeah, you're not it is it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't speak uh, swedish with them uh, <laughs> as well so yeah it's basically english or nothing so yeah exactly <laughs> so i want to come back to because you mentioned that you are doing three things at once and i've also been very fond of how to basically fit in as much as possible in a short amount of time so what could you say is your best time management strategies you posted um, as of this recording a tweet i believe in which you showed off the home screen what, what i found very particular was both like all the different vignettes i'm very fond and uh, truly recommend the calendar vignette and uh, i guess that that's one of your tools in order to have all this somewhat in sync so to speak. So could you tell a little bit more how you manage all that i think that Ever since uh, like 2015, when I first got interested in uh, like personal development and uh, productivity and those things, uh, I've been looking for like small things to to improve or uh, uh, automate sites. Oh, yeah, automate. Yeah, automate. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, and I, it, it, most things are like yeah, obvious for me because I've 
done it so for so long. So it's uh, it's hard to uh, talk about some things. But uh, for example, I uh, I'm I'm doing the my uh, Sunday routines every uh, Sundays, and that's one thing that helps me be more productive throughout the, the upcoming week. So in my Sunday um, routine, I I'm doing all the things that uh, that I have to do, but it's it's not uh, getting me any further. So like cleaning and uh, I'm uh, cooking and uh, going uh, and get my groceries and uh, all those things uh, on Sunday. So I don't have to think about that at all during the week. Because I want to th- think uh, on, like, yeah, better yeah. things in the week. Batch and, them together yeah. in one particular yeah, location. Exactly, and I, I plan my week uh, every Sunday, and that's. I think that's, that might be the best thing, productivity or time management uh, tip I have. It's to just sit down for. It don't have to be. Uh, that long time but sit down and actually think about what you will do the upcoming week and uh, it get you you get more clear in your head uh, or mind about what you are going to receive during the week so yeah I think that's that's the best thing I have to best tip I have to uh, can give you yeah, that's uh, absolutely true. And one of my most uh, influential, um, what do you say, literature, book works, or whatever you can call it within the productivity space, talks about like the true importance of weekly review and weekly planning, stuff like that. It's like the master yeah. key in order to get all this to work. So uh, you probably know which uh, book I'm referring to. But, yeah, getting uh, things done. Yes. <laughs> The OG, so to speak. Uh, what what other books? Because I guess uh, this one will be at the top. But do you have any other influential sources? And it could be podcasts or uh, other kinds of medium as well. Would you recommend to people who basically want to get their act together and start uh, living their best lives in a productive fashion? Yeah, I have to mention, like, I, I think uh, he's my... Uh, mentor when it comes to the, all those things and his name is uh, Ludwig uh, Sundström so um, he's, he's a Swede as well and uh, he he has written a book called uh, The Ultimate Commonplace uh, System and I think that's the best uh, book uh, I've or it it might not be the best book I've uh, read, but it's uh, it's the book that influences me the most because uh, it got me to do all those uh, Sunday routines, for example, and uh, structure my whole life. And uh, so, and all his work is amazing. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, it's in English it, as well. I just checked it out, and it yeah, had some it topics is. which like work from your phone and stuff like that. So there is some. Yeah, 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 it's amazing, and uh, I think his blog uh, is uh, start gaining momentum. So 
I really think uh, all the listeners should check that out. Yeah, and I will link it in the show notes as well, so mm. you can have a look of a hidden yeah. Swedish gem all out in the yeah. woods, so to speak, or probably in the snow, depending on where you live, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what he lives, rather. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll I'll leave it uh, for now at uh, that place. So that that's pretty cool. I haven't heard of it before, so I'm always on look at. That's that's why I like asking the question, like what mm. books are inspiring you, and do you have any yeah. other favorites? Like it could be outside of productivity as well something that you define you um david goggins <laughs> no who's that it's an elite trainer that uh, and I, I mentioned him because you are doing the straight strength oh, okay. training stuff like that. that that's a book i can re- recommend to you uh, probably can link it off so it's called they can't hurt me which is oh. um yeah Truly transformation is more of an autobiography of a person who basically overcame all limits and did whatever was uh, quite impossible for us mortals in terms of physical uh, okay. feats. Yeah. So, yeah. But when it, when it comes to like strength training and uh, all those things, I'm more into reading uh, like really boring things <laughs> that uh, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, lots of those books, but uh yeah there's there's one book that it's probably my favorite strength training book it's called uh super training and uh it's it's a tough book to get through but so i think since since i already have the background there uh i'm i'm reading a lot uh, more in depth now so i i actually can say a book right now that I would recommend uh, for people that want to read about uh, strength training or training at all. Yeah, that's so they, they should go with your book. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, they should probably couple them together, so to speak. So uh, I want to switch topic a little bit. Yeah. When I say sheep thirty for thirty, what do you say then? Could you tell uh, us a little bit more? Yeah. So, and for those who listeners who do not don't know what sheep thirty for thirty, I will elaborate on definition, or maybe you can do it. Yeah, hopefully I listened to your previous episodes, and uh, yeah, I, I guess you so. you <laughs> talked about uh, it with uh, yeah. Sam and uh, Andy as well. But right? just a brief reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, a code based uh, course about writing. So. The idea is that you should write a short essay uh, about uh, 250 words uh, every single day for 30 days. So, and yeah, that, that's the idea of the course, but it's so much more than just writing. Because, uh, yeah, Dickie, uh, who's the founder, one of the co founders of uh, the course, is amazing on uh, audience building and yeah he's, he's just amazing on everything <laughs> and uh cole yeah, <laughs> as well that's the other uh, co-founder and so they terrific. yeah thousand so, words per day <laughs> they uh, so they they teach us like about um, procrastination and all those kind of things. So 
actually the writing I've learned uh, during that course is like the least most uh, beneficial thing that I uh, learned. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing, and the absolute best part is the community. So I met, uh, uh, for example, I met uh, Sam that yeah. uh, visited you, you last week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we decided to do Twitter spaces every week uh, together. And yeah, that's so amazing because you, you meet people that you would never meet otherwise that uh, share the same uh, uh, interests. So me and Sam are... Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we share the same interests like uh, stoicism and writing and uh, all those things. And you, you, we help each other. And that's just one of my relationships I've made uh, since May last year. So I, I have like, I don't know by now, uh, lots of uh, people I know through that course. So, yeah, that's... It's an amazing course. Oh, nice. So it was May last year that you went for it. And then it's basically like uh, nine months in that you're still keeping up the community aspect, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. So they have they have first the 30 uh, days course, and then you can uh, go on uh, and be a part of all the other cohorts. And uh, there's some things in between cohorts and things. And uh, so both me and Sam are part of that. So, yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Because I, I heard that you kind of transitioned to an alumni position or some kind of advocate for it. Could you tell a little bit more what, what that means and how we can expect for you going forward if people are interested? Yeah, so that, that's the part I uh, meant. Um, so after the cohort, they offer you... Uh, a yearly um, membership and it's called the uh, captain's table because it's uh, like ship and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah it's the theme uh, and then you can uh, choose to uh, be a part of uh, all the other cohorts and if you're part of those cohorts you can be a alumni captain as well and then you are a part of the uh, crew that helps every new shipper. So I'm a part of that. So uh, for example, this January, uh, when the January cohorts uh, were, uh, I, I helped, um, maybe, I think it's about uh, 20 of the participants. Uh, so I helped them with everything that, uh, yeah, that I know people would, once since I've done it before. Uh, yeah. And for me, that gives me, uh, it gives me great relationships and an easy way into, uh, yeah, their, their knowledge. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's so cool. So uh, I guess that you will be active during the upcoming March cohort too. Yeah, I will. Because I, I've actually um, 
heard this like recently. I started to write uh, before I heard about Shift Third for Thirty, but I decided to kind of take ship because of like the community aspect, stuff like that. So uh, I look forward for more collaboration later on, if that's the case. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's nice. That's but how did you find about uh, this? Uh, this, uh, what you say, amazing community. What uh, was it kind of like by accident, or have you got the referral? Or how did you find them? Yeah, actually, I uh, in about the March or April, I started to see uh, Dicky, so the co-founder of the course, on Twitter, and uh, I really like his uh, his content. And then I saw all the essays that people were uh, posting and i i really liked the concept so then i were hooked and yeah. uh, just uh, went for it so uh, what did you learn in terms of like writing and stuff like that and how is your writing today i guess it's more of uh, like cultivating your own perspectives on like life philosophy and stuff like that but uh, how has it affected your craft so to speak so I wasn't writing that much before uh, the courses at all, just uh, like in work and uh, those things. So not that much. So I can't really say how much I've improved, uh, but well, I I can't compare. I can't compare my first essay that I wrote with uh, my, uh, my recently published ones. And, uh, yeah, I think everything. I've I've found my uh, voice uh, in terms of uh, like how I want to uh, tell stories, and uh, I found uh, my niche, and I found uh, how how I want to uh, format the text. And when when people thinking about writing, I think most people or just thinking about uh, the formatting part but that's just one part of it uh, so yeah it's all those other things i've mentioned and yeah so i learned a lot about those and you have some them. kind of a system note-taking system as well so you know like what to uh, expect before you actually sit down and craft the idea so to speak yeah so i have it and that, that's a part of the uh, commonplace, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the commonplace book by Ludwig. Uh, oh, yeah. So I've, I have an ID uh, bank since way before. And uh, so, and then I tried, when I first started, I made a list of everything I wanted to cover. But when I started to write, I found myself to just go for uh, what I want to write about when I uh, sat in front of the computer. So I almost never uses my IDs that I've uh, ah, written uh, beforehand. More so, spontaneous acts. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I found, I think that's uh, different from different people, from people to people. But for me, yeah, I think it's, work better for me to just uh, go with a uh, motivation when I sit down and then I always have like thousands of ideas to just look up and if I 
and don't have anything that I uh, on top of mind that I want to write about. So uh, it's nice that you have this uh, capacity to just uh, write on the fly, so to speak. And I guess that's something that uh, is cultivated and trained during the 30 days, stuff like that. So what are your uh, best ideas or rather your best tips for people who, um, first of all, they should join Shift for 30. But other than that, what do, how have you uh, to offer them in terms of actual sitting down to write both in terms of mindset and techniques and tools and other kinds of frameworks uh, yeah so um, in terms of tools i use uh, a, a program called uh, typeshare so i re- i'm writing all my uh, texts in there um, yeah and there's a there's a free plan as well so i think people should check that out but uh, my my optimal framework that I'm not always <laughs> going through is that I sit down uh, on the evening and write, and I call it the I brain dump. So I I just uh, I just uh, open up a new sheet in Typeshare and I'm writing everything I want to uh, cover. Three more Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So and I'm. Um, the, the rule there is uh, that you should never hit the uh, backspace. So, uh, yeah. And then I uh, go up the next morning and sit down and I try to uh, yeah, format the text and uh, get rid of the things that are just blah. So, uh, yeah. So I sit down for... for certain time and uh, format the text and then I try to doing some copy uh, to like both the headline uh, and uh, and uh, I publish everything on Twitter so I try to do a copy in the tweet as well Um, yeah and then uh, yeah and then I publish and then it's uh, time for the evening again. <laughs> <laughs> for the, US, like, all of us who yeah. reads this as well. So that's nice that you kind of separate between the more what you say creation phase versus editing phase uh, as well. Do you do? Yeah, and I think I think that's uh, that's an important thing to to do the uh, creative things in the evening and then sleep on it because you yeah. will get a more clearer uh, thinking about it. And then you can sit in the morning and have a more, uh, yeah, clear uh, picture of what you want to tell the audience. Yeah, exactly. That's how what I found also. I've been working for me to basically outline a little bit when being mm. more what you say loose state of mind when ideas can just and association can just flow and then sit down because once you sit up in the morning, most people write in the morning yeah, anyways. Uh, you you find out like okay here is how I actually want to frame it and have this kind of like um, I guess they are in a way uh, framed by the ideas that you had in the evening and then the, the subconscious yeah. has been worked out so that okay here is how I actually go to phrase this and then it's going to be this and go to be this and there is my point of view there and there is an exclamation mark and the bolding stuff like that so all of this comes in very good places yeah exactly yeah totally agree 
Do you do a lot of journaling too when you're doing the outlining as well? Yeah, so uh, I've done uh, I've done uh, a thing that I call daily lessons since about 2015, uh, and so there's uh, I. I answer a, a set of questions every day and uh, that's like uh, my takeaways from the day or observations or it can be um, uh, what I'm grateful uh, for and so it's a set of questions but actually the last couple of days I've tried a new thing and that's just I set a timer for 10 minutes and I have a, a book or notebook and uh, physically with just pen and paper. I'm uh, just no rules and I'm writing whatever is on top of my mind. And that actually helps me a lot, a lot more than I thought. Uh, so I'm doing two kinds of uh, journaling right now. Both oh, the structural, okay. uh, structured one and the no rule one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have like both because I guess that they can generate different insights depending on if you have a more formal structure versus more rigid structure that you get some kind of like various inspiration sources. So yeah. yeah, so actually, before I said that my Sunday routine were the uh, uh, best tip I had, but start to do... Uh, a structured way to uh, journaling because that will uh, that will at, at least it had, has helped me so much because all my ideas are there and all my mistakes are there and then I can try to get better at everything and that I've done this and since 2015 or 16 and that's like the most impactful thing I've done uh, in my whole life, I think, because I'm, yeah, I'm constantly improving myself, right? So uh, that's, I think everyone should do that. Nice. And speaking of uh, improvement in journalism stuff like that, let's talk about your favorite topic, which is stoicism. What does it mean to you and how do you incorporate it in your daily life or this wisdom from Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus and whatever <laughs> whatever great minds are out there, both alive and dead? Actually, it's, uh, it's a very new thing for me, uh, believe it or not. But uh, I, I'm, I've read about it uh, since uh, way before, but... It's like first, first this year, I've tried to uh, go down the rabbit hole of stoicism and uh, learn a lot. And um, I, I think it's, it's uh, a great way to uh, see all the obstacles in life because uh, you, you're not focusing on what you can't uh, uh, what you can't, uh, what you say, um, focusing what you can control. Yeah, exactly. Control. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you can't. Uh, uh, sorry. No worries. Uh, uh, yeah. 
yeah, you're focusing on the things you can control and not the things that you can't control. So I think that's a great way to see every, everything in life. And uh, uh, so I, I actually started a new cohort-based course. Uh, it's just a, a, a couple of hours a week, but it's uh, with uh, an other stoic uh, on a Twitter called uh, Michael uh, McGill. And he's, he's taught me so much there about uh, tools that you can use uh, throughout the days and when you are uh, getting obstacles uh, in your life and uh, things like that. So, yeah, well, it, so it's a, it's a new thing for me, but uh, I'm, I'm really like the way that Stoics look, uh, watch the course of life. So uh, I think I will go down the rabbit hole even more. What are some tools that you heard so far from this uh, course that have helped you you can recommend? Um, so uh, one example might be uh, negative uh, visualization. Oh yeah, premeditatio so, malorum or whatever they call it. So, yeah, so that's to give an example. It could be like if, yeah, if you get corona, uh, that's a great example nowadays. <laughs> Uh, then you can, uh, and uh, then you can just think, close your eyes, and think about uh, people that almost are uh, dying in Corona, and then you open up your eyes, and uh, you, yeah, you just have uh, 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 an easy uh, uh, illness from it, and uh, that makes you feel better, right? So that's one tool you can use in. Whenever you feel bad about anything, um, yeah, uh, that's the tool I can come up with right now. Have you tried I, the, the more extended version? Because uh, one aspect, is like, okay, now you actually have to live as if you were the poorest man on earth. I believe it was Seneca who popularized it, but basically, have yourself confront the reality of this. This is the worst thing that can actually happen. And you see, I'm still alive. Have you gone so far or have you, do you plan to do it at one point? Uh, I haven't actually thought about it that much, uh, but I don't know. Um, but do you know the uh, Buddhist monk, uh, Bionatico Lindeblad? Yeah, he passed uh, away this, quite Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Sad. So... Uh, I've listened a lot to him, and um, so he he went he were like uh, a uh, he went to uh, Handels in uh, Stockholm, yeah. uh, the uh, like business yeah, yeah business school there, and uh, were a pretty successful uh, uh, in uh, like financial or something. I don't know exactly what he was, but he was pretty successful, and then he went to the uh, forest in uh, Thailand to be a, a monk there, oh. and uh, so I've I've never thought about it myself, but I think that's a really cool story from like because he took that decision that you said that he just uh, gave away all his assets and uh, all things and moved to the forest in a, a temple in Thailand. Uh, so and. 
he turned out uh, pretty good. So <laughs> I think it. I, I I think it's it's definitely not for all, but many people would benefit from uh, going uh, going down uh, take take down all the luxury that we have nowadays and uh, yeah go back to more uh, basic things of living because uh, yeah. I think the like the all these social media and all those things are more stressful for you than it gives you and so that's an example that if you go into the forest in Thailand in the temple there you won't have access to all those things and uh, you don't have to be that uh, extreme right <laughs> but i think it's a good good way to thinking that uh, try to like live more simple or uh, minimalistic and uh, yeah cut out all those stressful things in life that you don't have to do right um, you can still do uh, deadlifts in the in the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can lift a tree to... or yeah. <laughs> something or another monk. <laughs> that would be nice. So speaking of these uh, natural spaces rather than more contrived spaces, let's talk about Twitter spaces because, uh, uh, sorry for transition. So, uh, by the way, you mentioned that you and uh, Sam were doing these Twitter spaces, are they like public? How often do you do them? Because I'm personally very interested to join. So uh, uh, if you could tell a little bit more about what you discuss in this. Yeah, so occasions. so we, we did uh, a Twitter space every Sunday during the January cohort of Ship 3430. And we were helping all the other shippers and uh, talk about like obstacles uh, or yeah everything uh, about the course and uh, what how to how to improve everything there um, so that's that's the focus then and then the codes uh, stopped and uh, I talked to Sam and uh, we decided to do Twitter spaces about uh, stoicism instead uh, but we have had a uh, break right now. So, but we will we will start a Twitter space every Wednesday. Uh, in I think uh, the first week will be in two weeks, and yeah. So we haven't talked about it that much yet, but we will talk about stoicism in some ways. Maybe we have a a special topic for the day or and talk about that and yeah and i think twitter spaces are really good for that because you it's not about me and sam it's about uh me and sam and all the audience and speakers so it's more like a uh yeah forum uh, if you say so and yeah. everyone can uh, yeah discuss so me and Sam are not the wisest people uh, there. And uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe Sam. <laughs> but uh, so, for an ex example, when we did the uh, Ship Thirty um, Twitter Spaces, there were always really good writers and people with uh, lots of more uh, cohorts in the bank than we had. 
that joined us as speakers and uh, they shared their uh, their experience with everyone so i think that's the best part with spaces nice and i look forward to when you're initiating this again probably either next wednesday or the wednesday after that because it would be cool to get into this what you say audio forum so to speak so yeah. as the last question or rather second to last question as i always say is uh, this common question that i ask to every guest which is uh, because uh, me at the total living is all about like effortless uh, sustainable and unstoppable uh, productivity and living for everyone so what are your tips on creating your best life both now and in the future oh that's a huge question. You can uh, repeat. You can repeat. You uh, go. Yeah. So you just summarize what you said so far. Um, yeah, maybe. I think. Yeah, I think. Like the the thing we talked about uh, now in the end here with stoicism. Uh, that's that's uh, so. I really like that way to uh, look at life. So more like control what you can control and uh, not the things that you don't uh, can control. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's the most important thing uh, to focus on uh, if you want to create a good life. That sounds like a very good answer. So where can people find you? Uh, other places on Twitter or primarily Twitter? I would say I Twitter. Uh, yeah, I would say Twitter. I have some other, like a LinkedIn profile, but I'm not using it. So I would say Twitter. Uh, I share everything I do there. So Twitter yeah. is best. And the links to uh, Alex's Twitter be, be in the description. And you should, of course, give him a follow if you want more stoicism and personal training, both to strengthen both your body and your mind. So with that, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time of uh, doing all these uh, seven part-time jobs, whatever have you, <laughs> in your daily experience. And uh, once again, thank you so much for your participation. Yeah, thank you. It was so amazing to talk to you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. So I, uh, yeah, I really liked uh, the hour we had here. Yeah, yeah. thank nice. you. Thank you so much.